3: And right now on Fast, markets plunging to end the week, closing back in on the lows of the year. Inflation at 40-year highs, sentiment at record lows. Is there more pain ahead, and how can you brace yourself for this volatility? Plus, the most important move in the market. While one of our traders says the action in gold today could signal some big trouble ahead, and believe it or not, we were able to find just a couple, just a couple names that managed to eke out games today. We're going to tell you what they were and bring you those trades. I am Frank Holland, in from Melissa Lee. This is Fast Money Live from the NASDAQ Market Site, right in the heart of Times Square. On the desk tonight, All Star Cast, Tim Seymour, Brian Kelly, Steve Grosso, and Pete Nigerian, co founder of MarketRebellion.com. And we start with that deep sea of red on Wall Street, the SP plunging nearly 3%. Closing back within a percent of bear market territory. The Nasdaq dropping 3.5%. Apple dropping nearly 4%. Amazon down more than 5.5%. A lot of exposure to the consumer there. All major indexes within a whisper of their lows of the year. And take a look at the move in rates. The two-year Treasury yields surging above the 3% mark for the first time since all the way back in 2008. The reason for all this turmoil inflation clocking in hotter than expected in May. The jump so jarring that now not one... Not two. I'm channeling my inner LeBron James right now. Three. But we're talking about banks, not championships. They're calling for a 75 basis point rate hike at the Fed meeting just next week. So with a more aggressive Fed and a continually volatile market. I like that Steve's nodding. I appreciate that support. How should investors set themselves up right now? Tim Seymour, you're over there. You just started nodding. I'm going to go over to you. I'll nod.
1: And first of all, it's a somber day, but it's an exciting day to have you at the Nasdaq, Frank, for the first time on Fast.
2: Awesome. Great to have you here. This a, is where he corrects correction is like, this is not my first time.
1: Wow. <laughs> first, time in that chair, first time in that chair doing that thing. Uh, it's awesome. Great to have you. And, and it's a day when, look, I know that equities are front and center. And we, we have some levels on the S&P, certainly a closing level that's back to those lows. Uh, didn't get to the intraday low of, I think, 3811. Steve probably knows that number by heart. Um, but I think the most important dynamic was obviously not just the inflation number. You had a Michigan confidence number uh, that was not just a low number, but the lowest on record. And so, you know, as you let in, Frank, and talked about not one, not two, but possibly 375s, the Fed's never hiked with consumer confidence below 60, let alone at 50. Uh, And if you think about the dynamics around the the numbers today, what was probably most alarming about those inflation numbers is the services side of the inflation story is the one that I don't even think we have really have had yet. And, And so then you get the dynamics around, you know, that Goldman downgrade of Netflix, maybe we'll talk more about it, maybe we won't, but the point is that. Now talking about consumer stocks or at least consumer spending in the context of higher inflation, what are they going to give up? Uh, and that was part of that downgrade. I'm not sure I totally agree with that. But that's the dynamic that comes on a day like today. And, again, technically, we're going to talk about this later in the show, too. I think we have some levels that are starting to, to point to. All
4: right, now right. I'm sorry. It was, just, it was just terrible price action today. And, and to Tim's point about Michigan sentiment, one more thing on that. You also had longer-term inflation expectations increased to 3.3%, which is what the Fed will really look at to say, are long-term inflation expectations unanchored is the term they use? So when you hear that, what does that mean? It means the Fed's going to have to raise rates a heck of a lot more. And I think 75, if it was me, I'd do 75 basis points on Sunday night and shock the market. Well, that's, and I bet you the and market that's what rounds. the
2: market probably thought today, right? So the market was pricing in a 75 basis point hike for next week, figuring, well, they're going to get ahead of it. But the Fed pretty much all but took, took off 75 basis points as a hike. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I think the market has to readjust. Mm-hmm. But I think the R word is creeping in. I've been Mr. Negative. I've been Mr. Recession. Recession. Yes, By the way, the no, first <laughs> quarter was negative growth. The second quarter is tracking negative growth. The textbook definition is two quarters of negative growth. The only thing we don't have... Is a rise in unemployment rate, so that still shows that people have some green in the pocket.
3: All right, Pete, we got a pessimist right here. Pete, you're in the trophy room. A lot of trophies, not a lot of winning today on the market, though. <laughs>
0: No, not too much winning at all, as a matter of fact. But you know what I think it comes down to, guys, and I've been on this for a while now, is just the absolute inverse relationship we've had with the 10-year. And now you can actually throw in the 2-year. Take a look at the velocity of the move for the 2-year, where it was under 250 just at the end of May, and here we are over 3. And when we see that, we see the immediate algorithmic selling hit when we see either the 10-year or now the two-year over three, boy, the selling just comes absolutely incredible. We had it yesterday late in the day. We had it all day today. And I think it's something we got to keep an eye on. We all, we're all talking about the CPI. We all know those numbers backwards and forwards. It's unbelievable. But at the same time, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be something that was unexpected. It should have been exactly expected. We all know when we see the pump. We all know when we look at nat gas. You look at wheat. You look at corn. We look at all these vari- variables. We should know that this was going to be a pretty awful number, and it certainly lived up to that, Frank. So I think it's one of those things where I'm surprised where volatility is. We priced in the weekend, but we were well over 29 on the VIX, pulled all the way back towards 28. It's going to be an interesting week next week. We did have volume finally return in the derivatives market. We were over 50 million contracts today. Two days ago, we were 33 million just as a comparison. So we did see some volumes finally show up, and that might be a good sign.
3: So I want to get back to this uh, rate hike issue. We just flashed just a second ago on the banner. Barclays and Jeffries forecasting a 75-point basis hike. The estimate for inflation was 8.3%. So if we would have got to that 8.3%, would we have avoided a sell-off? I mean... 0.3% 0.3% doesn't seem to be that big of a difference.
1: I, I just think on, on the headline number and, and a lot of that 10% rally we had on the S&P off of those uh, lows into where we really started selling off again earlier in the week, I think was a function of the sense that inflation wasn't so bad. So these headline numbers, by the way, even if you think about where the comps were, um, conceivably you have a chance for this to be looking like, and people were talking about peak inflation. I, I think on some level, Steve's been saying something about that. And I, I, I just, you know, Talking about the interest rate dynamic, and and Pete brought this up, I I don't think we can underestimate the fact that the two-year note is is at a level that it hasn't been since the pre- GFC, So global financial crisis, we're talking October 2007, dollar at 20-year highs. I mean, these are signs of extraordinary moves and dislocation. And that, to me, is what concerns me. We had an ECB meeting today. And I know we don't really care that much about the ECB, but we think our Fed is behind the curve. And by the way, if you look at uh, where Fed fund futures are and where the shadow funds rate is and where the inflation rate is, that differential, the Fed's never been this far behind. The ECB is not even in the stratosphere. And the Bank of Japan's on Mars. I mean, if you look at dollar yen, (laughs) no, it's going. To 150. And these are things that are not necessarily great for equities. And I think actually today was an equity story. It certainly typically is on this desk. But what happened in fixed income, what happened in the Treasury bond market and that dollar slingshot back to all time or 20 year highs is but what concerns it's, it's me. It's more than just CPI, too.
4: Right. It's this combo of a weak consumer right consumer sentiment at lows we haven't seen in decades plus high inflation so now you have a federal reserve and frankly every central bank except for the japanese uh, central bank huh. are going to hike rates into a recession and we'll be lucky if all we get is a hard landing
2: that's what the market's pricing in right now steve last word yeah so so tim talked about uh some levels in the stock market so thirty eight ten is the level you want to watch but when i look back to february 2020 The stock market was at 3,400. Let's call it 3,350. I think we might have to test it. Really? And I, that's where Mike Wilson is probably pulling out. Mike Wilson does his on a fundamental analysis. I'm doing mine. So what's the, that, what's the date on that level? What's the date on that level? February 2020. So, so is that. Well, let me just finish. So if we go down to that level, what's the only thing that's changed from that that time to now are rates. We're, we're moving into a ramping, as BK said. So maybe you break that level. But I think that has to be the next level to watch.
3: Wow, great segue. I think Steve's reading the rundown. All right, let's dive into the key market levels. First to watch. time. There's a rundown? There is First a rundown. First time for anything. <laughs> Mark Newton, Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat. Mark, great having you on. Uh, you say 3810, just like Steve. 3810 is the key level for the S&P, 280 for the QQQ, Nasdaq, ETF. That's right around their May lows. Do you see them holding at those levels?
5: Hey, Frank. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I do think there's an above-average chance that these can hold. Uh, for a couple different reasons. One is that, you know, this entire sell-off in the last few days has been driven by the dollar and yields moving back up. Now both of them are near sort of critical resistance, and I think actually they can hold into the Fed meeting. My own cycles and Elliott projections show that yields should start to back off in the months to come, so I actually like, you know, buying TLT. But but S&P, for now, you look at the SPX, that is certainly a very key level. Uh, You know, I, I do think that that probably can hold simply because, look, Technology has done better in the last month. If you look at equal weighted technology and strip out the fang, you know, Invesco's RYT is actually positive over a rolling one month period versus XLK has been down. But technology as a broader group has done a little bit better than one might expect. And that's that's a very positive reason. Mark,
3: we appreciate the insight, the little technical analysis. Pete, I want to take that over to you. Do you agree with this thesis? Do you believe there's some merit there that those are levels where the, the markets, the S&P can hold, the QQQ can hold?
0: You know what? The way, the way things feel right now, I, I don't know that that's possible. As a matter of fact, when I look at what people are buying in terms of the puts that are getting bought in, in all the major ETFs of late, that's been pretty interesting. And on top of that, how about what was going on just the other day with the volatility index? People were buying The VIX calls, they were buying the the 50 strike calls, 95,000 of those going out to July. So gives me an idea that people are expecting something that's going to be pretty big and maybe bigger even than those levels. So could we go under those levels? Absolutely we could. I'm not saying we will, but I think there's certainly a possibility.
3: Steve, I'm going to let you finish your thought. You're saying 34.50 is the level to watch on the S&P? Yeah, uh, 33.50. 33.50.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean it, could, it could be a, a, a smidge lower, but if we, if we have that, you're going to see panic. The problem is, if it's a different rate environment, then that doesn't stand because that's the only thing that's changed. So I always look the bench. I look to the benchmark of Feb 2020 before we fell off a cliff. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking at for the industry.
1: And I I think, Frank, what we're doing is we're we're pricing in interest rates. And we talked about the move in interest rates, but we haven't really yet priced in demand. We've had this conversation on this desk, I think, for for two months. We're you know, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for Apple to give me a demand, at least some sense that it's it's, you're getting a pullback. And I think that's part of the story. We know that rates have moved higher. We haven't heard the street pull back their target. You know, they're still streets still talking about seven eight percent earnings growth on the S&P. I think you have a case here where we've got uh, at least some dynamic where we have not even felt the demand impact. of so, so
2: real quick, just to put a uh, button on it, the QT, and we talked about this, QT just started. So you, you've, had, you've had a couple of things going on. They stopped asset purchases, they're raising rates, and now they're doing QT. You can't call a substantive bottom until we see how QT, what that effect is in the, in the rate environment. Yeah, good point
3: there. All right, we're going to switch gears just for a second. We have a market flash for you on Tesla. Shares moving higher, up just about a percent right now in the after hours after the EV maker provided details on its planned stock split. The company said it would seek a three-for-one split. It also said that billionaire Larry Ellison is leaving the board. I'm going to go over to you, BK. Let's trade it. Well,
4: I say this every time, and I laugh because stocks go up on a split, There is no change in the fundamentals of this company. Absolutely not. The only thing is, is you can maybe buy more shares, but you're still buying the same dollar amount. So it's absurd that this stock is up on a split. But hey, you know what? It happens every time. So, you know, as our friend Dan would say, have at it. Um, But in terms of Tesla, this is not an environment that Tesla is going to do very well in. And I think you need to watch when people start leaving your board. Mm -hmm. That can be a canary in the coal mine.
3: It certainly can. Pete, I'm going to come over to you. I saw you, you giggling a little bit. You got some thoughts on this one?
0: Well, and I hear that that conversation all the time, and I'm not saying they're wrong because fundamentally they are right. It doesn't change that. But you have to understand that now all of a sudden you've got more liquidity, right? You have more access from people. So there's there's a different dynamic going with those stocks. Of course, the stock is not changed in any way other than that. But that is a big factor because now you've got more participants, you've got more liquidity, and generally you're going to get a lot more volatility. We've already seen that happen with Amazon. And by the way, they usually, over the first year, they outperform significantly over the S&P after a big split. So that's something just to keep your, you know, your eyes on or your mind on as, as we watch this all happen because this has been very, very consistent and it's happened for a long time.
2: All right, Steve, you actually bought Amazon on a split. Are you bullish on this one, too? So, well, Amazon was 20 for one. This was three for one. So this is still, you know, $235 or whatever the number is. is still pretty, pretty expensive as a, as for a retail investor. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to look at something, you look at Google. Google is going to split, and they're 20 for one as well. So if you want to see some sort of a run-up, maybe that will coincide with the market rebounding from the levels that it's at right now. I'm still long Amazon. This is actually split-adjusted where I bought it. So... All right, there you go. All right, coming up here on Fast Money, even amid today's
3: wreckage on Wall Street, we found some green shoots out there. What worked and the trades on those stocks ahead? But first, it may glitter, but is gold actually golden? One of our traders is calling today's move higher and the precious metal straight up scary. That and much more when Fast Money returns.
6: Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy.
3: All right. Welcome back to Fast Money. Here's another look at where we ended the day on Wall Street. Markets closing at the lows of the day as inflation hits a 40 year high and consumer sentiment. It just plummets. All those economic fears sending gold higher. The precious metal rallying more than one percent today, hitting its highest level in a month. But Brian Kelly, you are calling this move scary. I'm using some spooky <laughs> yeah, fingers spooky. that people can't see. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Well, it's 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 weird, right? So, so if I set up a scenario and say, listen, there's going to be a day that you have a strong dollar you, and, and you have higher rates, I would say to you, you know what? Gold's going to be lower. And as high as much as higher rates were today and as strong as the dollar was today, I would have told you gold should have been in down 100 points. But it wasn't. So you have to pay attention. So what's the interpretation of that? Why do you buy gold? You buy gold as an inflation hedge. You buy gold because you think central banks may not necessarily have control over things. So my interpretation of why gold went up today is the investors are saying central banks do not have control on inflation. It's going to get worse. It's going to go higher. And I need a hedge against it. And you have to pay attention to what's the gold market's telling you. So, BK, really quick, why is that so scary? Why is that scary? Because they're going to be raising rates because they can't they don't have control over inflation. So they've got to raise rates more than the market thinks, which means you're going to have a much harder landing than what the market is pricing in today.
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, I think gold is is been perplexing because we have had this opportunity. If gold is the ultimate inflation hedge because it's an asset that does not have a yield attached to it, uh, there is seemingly, at least theoretically, limited supply. Gold should have done a lot better in the environment we're in today. Gold takes off because it's it's very clear again a lot of the inflation dynamics, whether they've peaked or not, and I don't think so. And again, we heard about the the services side of the inflation story. So, I, look, if you look at gold, also you get back to that that high in July of of 2021 that we hit in in the markets, and I actually think gold is probably going to break through those 1875 levels in the next couple of months. There's to me, the diversification. And also, I bring back some of these currency markets where mm-hmm. I, I don't think that really the, the BOJ and the Bank of Japan was out there over the last couple of days trying to verbally say we're actually concerned about the move in our currency. Meanwhile, they're still targeting 25 basis points on the long end of their yield curve, which is so far out of space, uh, as I've said. So I think the environment for gold and precious metals, silver is underperformed gold. So if you look at that SLV, GLD, two ETFs where you can buy gold and silver, that ratio favors owning silver here.
3: All right, Pete, I see so you taking some notes. I'm going to give you a last word before we go. <laughs>
2: Milk, egg, <laughs> well, cheese. Well, I,
0: I would just say this. I... <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I, would, I, I would agree with the guys. And And quite honestly, we've seen a lot of option paper in GLD for a while now. Hasn't performed yet, but... Maybe it's time. And as an inflation hedge or whatever you want to call it, when you're looking at it right now, I do think that people look at it as an alternative. And when they're looking at everything else and they can't see anything that makes any sense to them, they want to go to GLD. So I think that for that reason, I think you will see those start to move even a little faster to the upside like Tim was talking about.
3: All right, there we go. Coming up in today's Sea of Red, we found some sweet gains. Whoops, that's a clue. We'll reveal which stock was able to snack on a tasty rally today. And then later on Options Action, one of our traders expects Caterpillar to inch lower here. We're going to dig into that trade ahead. And throughout June, we're celebrating Pride Month. Here's CNBC segment producer Brandon Gomez. Change requires persistence. After I came out to friends, I knew my family had to be next. At first, my mother was confused. Struggling with her religious beliefs, she even told me if I had a child, they wouldn't be her grandchild. It was hard to keep coming back to these conversations, but I did. And with time, she started to embrace my truth. It may not always be the case, but the way people react at first is not what they'll always believe. Change is possible. Welcome back to Fast Money. There were just a few parts of the market that were able to pull off some gains today. Check out consumer staples names like Hershey, Kellogg and Conagra, all managing to end this day up in the green. Some miners, healthcare, and utility stocks also eking out some gains. So as volatility rages on, are these names are these names going to be ports in the storm? BK, I'm going to turn it over to you.
4: I mean, it's it's hard in a market where almost everything goes down to say there's any type of safety, right? However, with these stocks, if you can get them at the right price, they come with a pretty high dividend. And as long as they have pricing power, which many of these do, then you should be okay. That, But just to be clear, that doesn't guarantee that they're not going to go down with the rest of the market. You get some big downdrafts. These things are going to go down as well, but they will probably go down less than others.
2: Yeah, a relative basis. But if you look at that list, I think Newmont was at $87 pretty recently. All of these stocks were at Hershey was at $229 on, on May 16th. On May 19th, it was at 201 So these things have gotten slammed. These are really just bounces off an oversold condition. The market right. gets oversold. But sometimes you, be, you can become more oversold. So to BK's point, maybe a little bit of safety. But that dividend gets eaten up on one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and energy, this is a case where there was actually
1: a a bit of a pullback. Energy stocks pulled back today. These are opportunities to me uh, to be adding exposure to one, companies that I think are going to have. A heavier weighting in the S&P, by, even by the math of the rest of, of the, the weightings of these companies growing smaller as things move lower. But again, I talked about a move from two and a half to four and a half. I think that's probably going to be six by the end of the summer. But also the structural dynamics around energy, we may have seen some pullback, uh, but that's something continues to, to, to move positively. Healthcare, there's no question these stocks are going to trade expensive. They should trade expensive. The balance sheets are there. The earnings profile is there, and they will be very defensive.
3: Pete, you seen any uh, safety in Staples?
0: Uh, I would say that anybody looking for safety, they're looking in the wrong places right now. And and I know that that sounds crazy, but... To the point of all these guys, quite honestly, you, they can look like a safety joint just because this is the day that they actually stayed close to positive or in positive territory, but the reality is they're getting beat up, too. So I don't think there's any safe place you can go. There's no place that you're fully going to feel any kind of true security. So I think you just have to be very disciplined on where you're deciding you're going to put that money that when you're putting it into the markets. I don't think you can absolutely say, you know what, I'm going to go in the Staples for this reason. I'm going to go here for that reason. I don't think in this market right now, people are looking that way. I think they're looking for their palms out because they're just so
3: confused by the markets. All right, it's time for final trades. Let's go around the horn. Pete, we might as well keep going with you. All right, well, Tim mentioned energy. I'm going to give you one more. Suncor,
0: seeing some calls in there. I think it's going up.
1: Tim? Frank, thank you for joining us today. Let's go GDX. Not only do you have the gold factor, but these are miners that have been uh, run better for years now relative to the last rally in gold 20 years ago, uh, like GDX breaking out. Oh,
2: Tim, thank you. Steve, over to you. Uh, NOC, I see what you did there. kind of yeah. confused me a little bit. Uh, NOC was my final trade last night. It was one of the <laughs> green things on the screen today. NOC. BK, you got the final word. I do. So I mentioned that the staples
4: may or may not be that safe, but I do have one that's a longer-term play for me. Campbell's Pork and Beans, CPB, has a good dividend. Yes, it has gotten killed the last couple days. Relatively good performance in CPB.
3: Yeah, strong pricing power in the last earnings, too. Good call there. All right, that does it for us here on Fast Money. Do not go anywhere. Options action. That's coming up next. Stay with us.